Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker, opening drive, 101 ESPN. We go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Your voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN is Chris Kerber after a busy weekend in Southern California. Kerbs, good morning. How you doing? Randy, doing fine. How are you? Everything's good. And uh, first of all, let's start with the, the really good, the performance against the Ducks, which, by the way, the Blues should win, but that was an impressive performance on Saturday night. Yeah, you, you know what? Uh, I mean, you sort of realize, I, I think, is the team – we had points in five straight games before last night's game against the uh, the, the Kings. And, and that's that the Blues season, if you look at it, you're disappointed because in the end, their record and where they are is is not what was expected. But the one thing that you know is the Blues, they're, they're, not, a, they're not a great team, but they're not a bad team either. But, so when, when they're beating the Detroit Red Wings, when they're beating the 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 Anaheim Ducks. They're beating teams that they should be that are worse than they are, but the Blues are not quite there and uh, back to where they can compete maybe against a team like the LA Kings, that kind of thing. So it, it, it was just a reminder that the Blues still have some talent, that they've got some ability, that, that the cupboard isn't there. Uh, it's just one of those seasons that just kind of went away from them, and, uh, and that's the unfortunate part of it. But uh, I, I, I think if you're Doug Armstrong, you're happy that they were beating some teams that they should beat, and that's a good thing. Hey, Curves, when we were when I played in the NFL, if we played a really bad game, the coach would come in on Monday and say, we're just going to throw that tape out, we're going to burn it, we're not going to watch it, nothing to be learned from that. Is that one of the cases with Joel Hofer from, from last night? Is he just going to burn that tape uh, and, and move on, or does he need to really look at it and study and, and figure out what he did wrong or what he could have done better? Well, you know, you're a young goaltender starting in your fifth, you know, game of the year there. Like, so I don't think you look too much into it, Kerry. Uh, the special teams were just atrocious last night for both teams. I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything like that. I'm not sure I'd seen anything like that ever, honestly, in a game that I've done where every single power play was scored on. I mean, the Kings went four for four on their first four power plays and scored a goal on their first shot of that power play each time. It was kind of one of just absolutely crazy. But uh, I, I would anticipate that Joel Hofer, uh, it, it's probably time where, where he goes back down to Springfield, prepares for the playoff run. Uh, and we'll see what happens, see what decision uh, is made when the team gets back from California and, uh, and, and goes from there. But, I mean, look, I think he had some good games. He played really well. He had a couple goals. He probably went back last night. You know, the shame of it is, is if they do send him back to Springfield, it goes back to Springfield with kind of that face in his mouth of having that last game. But it's a motivator. But um, goaltenders are kind of like the lead pitchers. They just kind of park uh, the, the bad ones real quick because they know they've got to go right back out there and, and, and do it again. So I thought all in all a pretty good showing for this young man uh, on this that he's been up here. 
Curbs, Sammy Blay has just continued to really impress me, and it seems like a lot of fans since coming back to St. Louis. He has a career high in points with 15. He has eight goals and seven assists in 22 games since being back with the Blues. What do you think about his performance? Do you think that he will continue this on until next into next season? Uh, yeah, you know what? Sammy's such an interesting hockey player, and there's a reason that the New York Rangers, you know, wanted him in the trade when the Blues. You know, I had but you know acquire Butch Navich. He, he's a player that gets talked a lot about by by different general managers, and one of the reasons is he gets in on that forecheck and he hits. I think he had you know, and in the end, might have been six, seven total hits. He was charted with in last night's game. Uh, you know, but he's just doing something real simple. He, he's he's throwing the body around and then he's going to the front of the net. And you know, if, if he ends up being a little bit of a late bloomer, being twenty six years of age, you know, and he's taken full advantage of the opportunity. Now, look, there's a big difference when you're playing in a potential top six role where the blues have had him in here for the majority of the time that, that since reacquiring him versus where he was with the New York Rangers, which is a fourth line role playing eight minutes a game and sometimes being a healthy scratch, uh, you know, probably had to get his confidence back with his knee, put all that together. And, and he's just taken advantage of the opportunity. So, he came in with a goal in mind. He said, I'd like to get somewhere to, you know, to seven, eight, nine goals. He's done that. You know, you combine his points with the Rangers, that's 20 points on the season. That's a, that's a terrific year for him at this point in time and, and a terrific motivator going into the offseason. So it's going to be strictly up to him. Does he continue to play that way consistently to continue to have the coaching staff give him the minutes to be successful? And that's what he's going to have to do going into next year. Well, and Curbs, you mentioned kind of top six roles right there. They've been kind of auditioning Jake Neighbors for a top six role. What do you think about him so far on that top line and his future also for next season? Well, the one thing we've seen in, in the last 10 games or so is Craig Berube put some different players on that line with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. We've seen... Pavel Butchnevich be really good there, but you know that this, I mean, you, you, you know he's a terrific hockey player. We've seen Alexei Torochenko get a, a good run of games there, and now we're seeing Jake Neighbors. He's giving players opportunity in that situation. Uh, at, a couple times we've seen Jake Neighbors' uh, strong skating, which is good. Uh, we've seen his physicality, which is important because that line with those other two guys needs somebody to, to throw the body around. You know, and, and again, it's just an opportunity for him to get the kind of minutes. And more importantly, the Blues, and Dallas Eakins of the Anaheim Ducks, we talked to him about his, you know, his team and the young players like Trevor Zegers and all that. And he kept talking about something that we've talked about here when it comes to Thomas and Kyrie. Every single night right now, those guys are getting the tough matchups. They're getting marked against Shifley. They're getting marked against Lowry if you're playing the Winnipeg Jets. You're getting Dowdy. You're getting Kopitar if you're playing against the L.A. Kings. And that's important for Jake Neighbors, too, because they're getting a look at him and how he's playing against some of those guys. And I talked yesterday to Craig Berube about Jake specifically because what you've seen is sometimes they'll just get the stick on the puck at the red line, and it gets in deep. Uh, When the defensemen were pinching, and 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 in Anaheim, as Randy brought that game up, there was a defenseman that picked up an assist on every single one of the, the goals in that game. But there was a couple specific plays where the defenseman pinched down the wing. Jake went back and kind of took that defensive spot and was in, read that play really well. And he's shown 
already that while you still have to learn how to be consistent, you're going to learn how to have to battle through a lot of those tough matchups. He's shown the hockey IQ to make the smart play, and he's really building his trust with this head coach. Hey, Curbs, one of the things Doug Armstrong said after the trade of O'Reilly, he said when in the midst of a rebuild, he looks at L.A. and the way that they have done things quickly and that they're kind of a model for what he would like to do. They're the only team in the league that hasn't lost in regulation in their last 10 now. Obviously, they won last night, so they've won three in a row. Second in the Western Conference with 96 points. And I don't get a chance to see the Kings. Is it is that are those numbers real? Are are the Kings legitimately that good? Yeah, you know what? You, you look at the style that they played. Uh, probably the best team in the West that I've seen. Now, keep in mind, we haven't seen Dallas for a long time, mm-hmm. right? So, and we won't until the final two games of the regular season. But may it be the best team I've seen in the West in terms of stick on puck, uh, deflecting it through. There's there's a couple of things here, Randy. So, they, they went to the playoffs, they missed. They went to the playoffs, they missed. They, they were in the playoffs last year after missing for three straight years. And during that stretch is where they ended up with a second overall pick, took Quentin Byfield. So they've had that high picks. But that turnaround, that, that retooling, they were able to get through the long contracts of Dustin Brown, of Jonathan Quick. There, were, there was one patience from their general manager and Rob Blake, and he managed it well. But when there were players available, and good ones, he went out and he made the trade for Arvidsson. He turns around and he makes the trade for Kevin Fiala, which has been a terrific deal. But he still had Brown, Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick as they did this turnaround. He also went out and he got the head coach in, in Todd McClellan. He's been, this is a coach that he knows can win. This is a coach that he knows that is good. And Todd McClellan two years ago did something. Instead of you know, just constantly you know, going with, say, the same style that, that helped him win in, in L.A., I'm sorry, in San Jose, Todd McClellan said, you know what, I've got a team that doesn't have the skill yet to compete offensively, you know, with these teams, that kind of thing. And he put in a 1-3-1 system. It was kind of what Fox did with Denver, right, when uh, uh, when he went to the playoffs in the NFL and he just said, okay, I've, I've got to run a certain system here. Like, I've actually got to run the Wildcat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it worked for him. Well, it, it – it's a system that allowed his team to be competitive and to start turning things around and they end up making the playoffs. They still use it. And now they've got more skill and, and they're playing extraordinarily well, you know, and are scoring a ton of goals right now. It's in the month of March. I think they've got the third most goals per game of any team in the league. So it's sustainable. It's a terrific way of doing it. They've picked well and then they've acquired good players and they were able to do that turnaround and they've got a coach that they can trust. So, it's a very similar situation, I think, that the L.A. Kings were in and have been in to where the St. Louis Blues are. Curves, this team has seemed to add ha- added more firepower. They seem to be you know, more potent offensively here since the trade deadline. What do they need to add in order to be a successful playoff team going into next season? You know what? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question because it, it, I think first off, it, it, I think you're fine on the goaltending side. So that that's always one tough thing is a team that's all that that is in a turnaround, a team that's trying to rebuild. The question is, do you have the goaltending? And then the answer to that one is simply yes. Then you come out from the goaltending and you look at the defense. And I talked to Dave Taylor about uh, this in Anaheim. You, they definitely need the defense to play better. But when you constantly look at it, 
The defense needs to need the forwards. It, it's how they've been defending as a unit of five, and that's when they've been better over these last uh, last maybe seven or eight games. But defensively, you're probably going to have the uh, whatever move is there to be made. You're going to want to open up some room, not just for cap purposes, but you're going to want to open up the door for a Tyler Tucker, you know, to come in and, and start playing and, and and get going. He, he's got that ability and he's ready to play in the National Hockey League. And then does a Scott Perunovich get healthy, well, you know, and, and be able to stay healthy. So, but for those guys to play, there's going to have to be a move there. Then you're going to have to get just better up front. Uh, the, the, the forwards this season far too often have just hung the defenseman out of the side and haven't been good enough in the defensive zone. I think offensively, you look at it, the forwards have been fine. But defensively, uh, it, it just hasn't been good enough. So, they're clearly in need of another top six forward or two. What they're doing right now, and when we just talked about Jake Neighbors, is you're trying to figure out if guys that right now in the National Hockey League are that are that are third or fourth line players, you're trying to find out are they good enough to be top six players. And they might be, but they're not ready just yet. And with that is going to be inconsistency, one goal losses and struggles. So if you were to do a real quick turnaround, Kerry, and be back as a playoff contender next year. I think without a doubt, you're going to need a top six forward, maybe another one, and you're going to need a lot more consistency in the defensive end from the forwards. Curbs, always good to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great day, a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, we'll see everybody at the rink on Tuesday, Randy. Have a great show, you guys. Thanks. See up. That is Thanks. Chris Kerber. He is the voice of your St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN.